Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I am JT and I'm here with the effervescent Joey. What's up guys? Put me in a drink of water. You'll see what's up. Bubbles, baby. Bubbles. Guys. Oh, so refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pay attention with so many things distracting us and and really being mindful and being present during jiu-jitsu class is really what today's discussion is about. So I don't know if you've ever had this experience, oh, Joe. What does mindful mean, JT? Mindful is your ability to stay in the present. So it doesn't mean that you have to necessarily sit and meditate, but you may have experienced this, Joe. I know I have. Where you're in class, you're looking at the coach. They're showing the technique. You watch all the moves. You kind of process it. You go to do it with your training partner and you're like, what? What did I just see? It's just literally that idea of in one ear and out the other. This completely trashes your learning for jiu-jitsu because then you've got to spend your whole three minutes or whatever, the little time you have to practice it. What, hang on. Watching the group what, what next to you. What are they doing? I oh, know it's left-hand grip. Uh, uh, what? So it doesn't happen to me, but I've seen it happen to others. Sure. I, and I mean, it's probably hap- it happens to me a lot less now than it ever has because I have a bit of a routine around what helps me pay attention in jiu-jitsu. And that's different for everybody. But what we're going to get into is some little strategies that can help you stay present and focused so you find that you actually learn and retain some information from your class. Nice. I was now, actually kidding. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> it's almost like a thing where you, you become um, – I find it – it's almost like a kind of not out of body because – but you're like there in the moment. It sometimes happens in a conversation with someone and yeah. you're there in a conversation with them and you're in the conversation – and then all of a sudden you step away from and you're thinking about being in the conversation and then you're like, whoa, what the fuck was just said? Yeah, you just got to zoom yeah, back in. Yeah, yeah, it is a strange experience. But I think that there is a, a format or an approach you can take which can reduce this or help it. So for me personally, the way I start is having a pre-class routine that helps me kind of get there. And that's not just warming up the body like doing your mobility it's actually thinking about jiu-jitsu so i applied this probably a bit more when i was doing judo because i found actually judo harder to understand like judo is very technical you're a lot less experienced with it weren't you yeah a lot less and it is very technical in its own way so i would actually do a degree of visualization of thinking about a judo technique that i wanted to do and then i would use it as part of the like uchikomi like the technique practice because the, even though the coach is there and they're making you run through drills if you say to your partner oh i just want to i want to work on the sienagi i want to work on this you know they're going to go with it and you can just practice the hell out of it what i would do always before class is i would watch a video of the technique and then i'd be thinking about it and i would do like a little visualization exercise thinking of myself doing it so then when i was doing the warm up i was i'd kind of already prep my brain for it and that made it easier for me to kind of learn and get better and stuff like that because i struggled 
I just found like the first six months of judo, I just felt like a total idiot. So even though I had at least, you know, 13 years grappling under my belt, I still felt like I struggled. Yeah. So that idea of in the warm-up phase, doing a bit of visualization and thinking about what I was going to do that class, that helped me for the rest of the class. Are you doing anything before that, like when you're in the car on your way to training? Sort of, yeah. I always try and keep the same routine. It's kind of like they talk about the Pavlovian effect, like Pavlov's dogs, for those of you who are not familiar. Pavlov um, used to ring a bell before he would feed the dogs. And so then what he would do is he found that when he rang the bell but didn't give the dogs food, they would drool because they were primed. They're like, oh, we hear that bell, we're getting food. Very similarly, I would always listen to the same kind of music or I'd always have the same amount of coffee or water or the same electrolytes or whatever to really tell my body, hey, this is what we're doing now. So I was very like kind of programmed. So you rock up at the gym and you've just full Pavlovian fucking rabid dog. Like like just ready to grapple. Yeah. Similar. (laughs) Maybe karma. (laughs) But it's like, dude, it's 6 a.m. beginner judo. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what's wrong with you? It's a free um, workout, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, I, I have found that just giving yourself a routine is one of the best things to focus. Even yourself, Joe, you've mentioned before, coming from a full day of work, it's kind of – it can be hard to switch gears, right? Yeah. Do you find there's anything you do that helps you kind of get a little bit more dialed in? Yeah, I usually fuck around on Instagram for like 30 minutes longer than I need to so that I get to training sort of 20 minutes late. <laughs> And then I roll in pretty stressed, underprepared, and just fucking go with whatever's in front of me. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the formula for success. Uh, that's, you know, that, that in a way speaks to maybe what the, the majority of my jiu-jitsu life has looked like. You know, sure. ju- not intentionally being late. That was a joke. But, but generally just not putting much thought towards it, right? Just showing up to fucking bang with you. These days, I am much more aware of it, right? And I'm, I've been trying to find a way that works for me. I probably don't have such a routine pre-training although visualizing and actually just thinking about what I want to work on that day before I get to the gym that's been quite a new thing for me and it's been very impactful in the past I would sometimes try to do that but I hadn't actually had anywhere where I had worked on a specific technique or identified something I needed to work on so that sort of idea of visualizing the thing was like well, what the fuck do i visualize what am i looking at yeah whereas these days i'm i've lately i've been doing some drilling on fridays and i use whatever i worked on on friday it's like going into the next week that's what i want to work on again nice yeah and so that format has helped to give me something that i can sort of focus on walking into the session which has been great yeah what i do when i'm, I'm visualizing actually is i watch a video probably 10 times of a, a famous person whether it's judo or jiu-jitsu do a move and then I imagine myself being that person. Or like, you know how they do meme cutouts where they paste someone's face on someone else's... Yep. That's what I do. I just get my head and put it on Rodolfo Vieira's body. And I'm like, I channel channel the power beast of Rodolfo Vieira. And you do it like... You watch it like 10 times. I watch it 20 times. I'll watch it 30 times. Holy I'll, shit. I'll, I'll watch it until I know, I know it just... I don't have to look at it anymore. And then I... How long is the clip? Uh, probably 15, 20 seconds and I just watch it okay, over so, and right. over and over again until I feel like... Over and over. I can't, yeah, right. I cannot watch it and then it's just in my brain. I literally, when I'm rolling, I try and imagine doing it. Did anyone get that reference? No. Jules definitely didn't get it. No. We'll see if someone on the, one of the... All right, see if you get it. It's uh, White Man Can't Jump. White Man Can't <laughs> yeah. Jump. 
But wow, dude. So you'll do that. That's in the car or that happens at home? Uh, usually before I jump in the car. Right. It's the priming. And then when I'm in the car, then I'm going through the routine with the drinking and the Mars coffee bar. and the whatever and the music and getting in the zone. But I mean, f- for, for those of you out there who are like, dude, I've just come from work. I had to cycle. I got my kid in the car. My kid spewed on me. Can't be doing this visualization bullshit. Like, what am I going to do? I think what can be really helpful is when you're warming up to think about what you're trying to do that class. Like we've talked about it before with the idea of intention, Mm -hmm. bringing the idea of what you're trying to achieve that day, regardless of the class, because the class is the class, you know, the the coach is showing Della Heaver or the coach is showing whatever it might be. Some fucking shit that you're not going to pay attention to. (laughs) Possibly not. You're just going to stare blankly at them and you're like, I'm doing double legs. (laughs) Bringing intention and reminding yourself of what that is, I think can be very helpful. Yeah, agreed. Just on that, I think like for those people who are like super busy and like, man, the idea of me prepping and before the class is just like not going to happen, that's more in line with the jiu-jitsu person that I've been for a long time, which you've probably detected by now. I, I find what, what can be a benefit there is just focusing on what we're actually doing in the class. Yes. So sometimes I'll show up and, and, and like I don't have a technique, but in my mind I'm like whatever we're doing tonight – I'm going to try and use I'm like I'm going to focus on that and when I roll I'm going to focus on that. Yeah. versus I'll do the drills for 15 20 minutes and then when we roll I'm just doing whatever. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, and I find like at a at a very minimum bringing intention to what's being dished out to you is is a great starting point. Definitely. And depending on what gym you're at there might be a theme for that week, right? So you might know what you're coming into. Yeah. For a lot of us that's not necessarily the case. You come in the the, the lucky the, dip. Yeah, you're going to get whatever you get. Sometimes it's awesome, sometimes maybe not. But I think definitely that's the next step is the attention piece in class because I've had that where, yeah, I not not so much myself but my training partner has been like, well, what? What are we doing? Because they were just kind of staring off into space. And, and, you know, I get it. If it's the end of the day, it's a night class, people get tired, people get distracted. I believe that mindfulness, like what mindfulness is, is just being present so I try not to get too comfortable when I'm watching the technique because then I relax too much and my mind wanders. Like I get very distracted. I have a very – I think I'm possibly undiagnosed ADHD. But I try to – I'm prepared my, to give that diagnosis. <laughs> Joey will <laughs> – Dr. Joey will approve that diagnosis. But I try to sit or move myself so I can't stay there. So you know how we have like bent uh, Caesar – position or a position where I'm like, oh, I'm a bit uncomfortable. That little bit of discomfort stops me from relaxing too much. If I sit in a relaxed position, I start to kind of, oh, I could have a nap right now. Right, yeah. Caffeine's wearing off. I'm I'm kind of warm and uh, you just fall asleep. That's no good. So I always try to stand, be active in looking at the technique. I always make sure I walk around to the side. You know how sometimes a coach is showing technique and people are sitting on the offside and you're like, you can't see what the fuck they're showing. Like, yeah. why are you even bothering? Like, go to where the technique is. I try to be an active participant when techniques are being demonstrated. Yeah. And asking questions is a big part of that, right? It is, yeah. You know, when you're the person that never asks questions no. and then you look at those motherfuckers that always ask questions. Yeah. Those motherfuckers are the ones that are actually thinking about it and considering it and visualizing and it. And getting better. Yeah. Even and though they're annoying. Unless they're the person that uses the question asking as a way to mask the fact that they've paid zero attention. Oh, um, 
Just on that, what happens if the other guy puts his leg here and it's like <laughs> you're trying to get the participation award or even though you just were flaking out for 10 minutes? No attention yeah. at all. Oh, what do you think of the carnivore diet, coach? Yeah. We're doing De La Hiva. Shut up. <laughs> no one cares. Don't ask me dietary advice. I had a student ask me that once. I said, is there any more questions? <laughs> and Tommy, Tommy was like, what do you think about the carnivore diet? I was like, jujitsu questions, bro. He just wanted to fire you up. <laughs> yeah, watch like, these guys. I'm going to poke the bear. <laughs> Don't do it, Tommy. <laughs> you and me are next. So I think being an active participant yeah. is key. Sitting there and switching off is, is the worst thing you can do, even though it's easy. Yeah. You know, especially if it's the end of the day and you're, you're doing that. Gentlemen, y'all strive for gold in your life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However... There is a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with confidence of a lion and he giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless winning machine and when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. That's right. Manscaped would like to announce that their biggest and best ultimate hygiene bundle, the Platinum Package 4.0, is now available worldwide. You too can have this same level of hygiene. You get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code Grizzly at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com it's time you enjoyed the finer things in life get yourself a platinum package for your platinum package um the next thing is making sure like this is what i do i choose one thing to pay attention to if i haven't brought an agenda if i haven't brought a, a skill or something i'm working on i try to think about like what's the key takeaway and i will actually ask that like if, if i'm talking with adam it's adam's class advantage i'll say you know, what's the key takeaway? He'll say all these different details, but what's the number one thing I need to remember here, Adam? He'll say, you must do this. Right. And don't let, like, don't let the knee line get cleared or don't let the arm get to this point. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, right. And I grab that and I just keep that as a little mantra a in my head. Great question. I just say it to myself over and over again. And I notice that with like, when I listen to other podcasts, you know, they might be talking for three hours, garbling on. And I'm like, what's the key takeaway here? And if I feel I can isolate it and, I, and I'm an hour in and the podcast goes for another three hours, I'm like, whatever, I'm good here. Yep. I got what I came for. So what I do is like once I've got that key thing, I take that into the drill, I take that into the specific training and then I'm trying to keep it in the front of my mind when I'm rolling. Even though most of the time when you roll, it just goes all out the door because Joe kicks you in the face and you're like, I'm going to kill this mother. You headbutted my shin, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, how's your shin? Is it okay? But, I mean, that's the thing. I, I think it's difficult when you start to roll because well, the yeah. adrenaline kicks in and yeah, it just goes out the door. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, um, so I had a cool training session yesterday. I've been working on um, back escapes nice. lately and a lot of the guys that I'm training with at Balmain are really good attack. Like they've got really good attacks from the back but also really good defense. Nice. Like I want to get on this. And um, so we've been working for the last week or so on these, these back escapes. And so yesterday got to rolling and uh, I said to a guy, I was like, bro, we, we haven't rolled together yet. Ali's his name, Killer Purple Belt. But he was like, I was like, start on my back, please, and just brutalize. And he's like, not a problem. <laughs> I'll oblige. Yeah. <laughs> so he just continued to choke me for about the first four minutes, right? Oh, okay. and, and it was really it was really good because I wasn't able to make the escape work. Right. Right? I'm, I'm looking for his hand, but he's got, these, he's got really long arms like Declan. He's a long guy. Yeah. And his hand was just too far away that by the time – it wouldn't be under the chin, but he'd just have it there. Over. And I'm like, fuck, I can't actually get it with any strength. The few times that I would get it, he was already feeding the other hand through, right? Switching oh, the choking dang, up. Yeah. It was really good. So I was asking Paul, Coach Paul, about it. And he said, 
He's like, when I'm rolling with him, he's like, yeah, he's a, he's a motherfucker from the back. But he said, when I'm rolling with Ali, all I'm focused on in that moment is that hand. He said, the one thing I focus on is not letting that hand get too far. Right. And I was like, okay, that makes perfect sense. But he, that, the way he said, like, all I focus on and kind of speaks to what you're saying is like that single thing. So we didn't do any more rounds together, Ali and I, but I took that as like, okay, yeah, there is that one thing within the technique that it's very simple to focus on that and yeah. it's a lot easier than trying to focus on four different things. Of course. But it's, an, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a great way to give like some kind of attention to the thing you're working on or yeah. intentionality. You know, some people say, oh, I like to multitask. The, the science has shown, uh, the science of attention over the years, is that multitasking is just doing a lot of things kind of shit. Really, the idea of, this is just a language thing, but I'll share this with you priorities is uh it's a fallacy priority comes from the word priorite which means like a single thing one thing and when you decide decise means to cut you got to cut away other things it's hard enough to just keep one thing in your mind but if you're like oh but where's my foot and did i frame and you just need to pay attention to one thing so in terms of being mindful staying present not freaking out because someone's choking your face or giving you a body triangle of death like I, I rolled with Declan Declan Moody shout out uh, last Friday he's got a killer body triangle his legs are so long yeah. he doesn't even need to try and he can I just I bet most a lot of people wouldn't be able to get a triangle around your trunk I'm guessing no not my thickness but with those legs he's no good no problem getting out of a body nice triangle is so tough and they put the squeeze on you and you're like I didn't want to tap to the pressure that so yeah and that, that was actually what I was thinking with that point about the, the back thing yesterday it can be like in that moment, right, where I'm just getting choked from the back for five minutes, it was really cool because I was just working on this one thing. I'm just like, I just want to beat, defeat this, right? And, yep, let's go back there and I want to defeat it again. But, you know, there's been thousands of times where someone takes my back and then they're trying to choke me and I'm freaking out because yeah. they've taken my back and of they're course. choking me now. Yeah. And it's like chalk and cheese, two different scenarios. One where I've intentionally gone to that place mm. to build awareness and proficiency in that area skill there and then the other one where you've been taken there unprepared it's a lack of mindfulness right in that moment where the adrenaline takes over and you're kind of freaking out or you're trying to win it back or whatever that's like for me that sort of represents like effective training ineffective training oh totally i think your ability to know what to like what is my job right now that's super key so a little story that we got from our monk in melbourne gen dawning he had said, what's the kind of person you want to be? A plane has just crashed. If you're there, who's the person you want in charge? Do you want the person running around going, ah, it's a disaster. Or the person who goes, right, get the ambulance, put out the fire. Like, who would you want in charge? That plane crashing is an idea and it's your mind. You're in charge. Do you want to be the person running around freaking out about this idea in your mind? Or do you want to be the person who's in control and making decisions? Because what he would always say is, now what? Okay, something bad happened. Accept that something bad happened. Don't just freak out about it. Okay, now what do we do? What is the next thing? So if someone takes you back, you're like, okay, now I've got to watch for that hand. Or someone gets them out, you're like, okay, I've got to keep my elbows down. Like you're thinking, okay. Don't run around screaming. Ah, freak out. I better just I better just bridge and push. Yeah. And expose my arms to get my arm barred, right? Because we all know that's people's instinct. Oh, I'm getting hit in the face. I better turn my back and get choked. No, don't do that. So 
Take the face shots. Take, eat those shots and then hip escape your way out. Uh, shrimp for the life of you, Conor McGregor. We're talking about being a bit more mindful at the start of class, also paying attention during class, but there is also something to be said for what you do after class. Mm. And we've talked about this before relevant to being calmer and doing a, a certain amount of breathing or breath work to help bring the nervous system back down. Yep. Because yes, this is good for your recovery, so it helps your body bounce back, but it's also good for bringing the stress levels down, right, Joe? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's good for learning retention, yeah, recovery piece, but learning retention, clarity of thought, like all those things. It's a highly stressful environment that you're in when you're on the mats. And so if you're just kind of wrapping up after a bunch of intense rolls, sitting there for a minute, sucking on some water and then kind of walking out of the gym, you're still in that state for a long time. It's not really uh, the most effective state for you to be in to maximize your learning in that session or maximize your recovery as you go home and, you know, move on to the next day. One of the hardest things about the post-JITS is the unclosed loops, which could be like the lack of closure when you get tapped multiple times and you're just running it back. Like you get tapped on that last round in the dying seconds. Yeah, you get tired, you try and stall and they take you down, take you back. You're like, God, God, it's 90 seconds, come on. And it just plays, there's so many jujitsu memes of, you know, the guy rolled over in bed looking off into space and the woman going, I wonder what, is he thinking about another woman? He's like, how do I pass the guard? (laughs) You know, like it, it haunts us, right? Because... Jiu-jitsu is stimulating, it's awesome, but if you do not calm down your nervous system and also run it back through your head or ask your coach maybe, I think at being at the end of class, like, you know, coach hangs out, it, it could be worthwhile once you've been able to kind of bring yourself down to a good level through doing some breath work, doing some stretches, to say to your coach, oh, just before you go, this person did this thing to me, could you give me a little bit of feedback? 30 seconds. Yeah. And I, that, I like that immediately. Straight away. Yeah, you know, like I like before I cool down. Oh, okay. You know, like, coach, fuck, I caught in this tonight. What am I doing? What right? do I do? Yeah, or with the person that caught you in it. Bro, yes. put me in that position again. Let me just try and – what's, what's going, going on, on here? Yeah. Mm. You know, for me it's often I'm not, I'm not a hyper-aware person when I'm rolling. I'm trying to develop it. But I'll roll with someone and shit will happen and I'm getting – I'm getting better at it, but I'll still look back and be like, how the fuck did we end up there? Mm. I know a lot of people like you, like Adam, you're like, oh, well, that was because uh, you did this and so I did that and then we ended up here and like almost like a picture replay of the whole role. Yeah. Um, but I find that's, that's really beneficial, you know, yeah. and then I'll go, okay, cool, the loop has been closed. Yeah. I know where I went wrong, now I'll do the cool down thing. Because you can kind of let it go then, right? Yeah. But if you don't, if it's unresolved, then your brain is also running it back like, yo, what's wrong? Like – also the meme of like, like I remember I'm going to bed now and then the brain goes your jujitsu sucks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little bitch <laughs> oh my god I remember ads doing that once when I, I caught him in a, a far side armbar and he was like fuck and then he's like put me in it again and I was like alright and I put him in it again and got it again and he's like put me in it again and I'm like fuck and I got and it was a few was times that his bad elbow <laughs> Yeah, like it was all bad, you know. Like, and he just and he was just like, "Don't fucking go easy, put it on." And I'm like, "Shit, man, this is really making me uncomfortable." Mm. And he eventually found a way out of it, you know. Yeah. But it was like that was him closing the loop yeah, and being it. like, "This is the hurdle I need to overcome tonight." Yes. And you know, you don't always have to take it to that degree, but it kind of shows like that's how serious some people take this. Like, all right, I need my, my like I need to get something out of tonight's session and that thing that I need is this right now I need to understand why yeah and oftentimes you get to the end of class and 
we're all full of all the good hormones. We, we feel great relief and happiness and you're seeing your friends and I always do it, you know, like I end up talking, staying way too long, even though I will invariably get a couple of stretches in and I usually run through a technique with whoever or whatever's going on. If he's got an audience. <laughs> Give me that microphone, baby. Is a impromptu JT seminar. Um, I am pretty happy to leave jujitsu at the door. Like once I get out of there, I'm, I'm thinking about the next thing. Is that really the truth, James? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean if I didn't spend that extra half an hour kind of talking the shit and doing the stretch and kind of examining a move, then for sure it would just be rattling around in my head. Right. But by That's taking, part of your kind of closure. It's part of me being able to deload it and let it go so I'm not tortured by it. Yeah. And, you know, I get pretty obsessive on things. So especially if, if I have a not very good night, that eats me. And, yeah. and it's, not so much the, it's not so much the technique. It's the like my mistakes. Fuck, what did I do wrong? How do I fix it? Because at that moment you can't fix it. You can't like the class is done. You've got to get a shower. You've got to go home. You've got to eat food. There's nothing you can do at that point in time. Like it's the point of diminishing return. You've got to accept I've got to put this away till tomorrow. Yeah. Or, you know, like this, there's nothing I can do right now. I've got to just let it be. And I think that that is part of – and this is part of the mindfulness piece is the acceptance like, okay, what's done is done. I've got to move to the next thing. That, that is hard for me to you're say. A, you're a little bitch. Try not to take that into your next endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Try not to repeat your mistakes. Yeah, I once heard a weightlifting coach say that one out of every five weightlifting sessions you do, although like one in eight will be a good one. Right. He's like, there's going to be a lot of bad ones. There's plenty of bad ones and that's, that's where you're growing, you know. And, it's, and I think it's the case with JITS that, yeah, you're going to have plenty of sessions, plenty of open loops, plenty of shit performances, you know. And I think kind of what I'm getting from, from your story there is that like, you, you know, it, it's part of the process. You need to have something that allows you to be okay with that. Mm. So even if you're not like, well, what the fuck did I take away from that? That was just a shit session. That's probably, it's a good session for you to go through. Mm. But if you can kind of know what helps to sort of get you centered and more or less calm mentally at the end of it, that's a really valuable thing to have. There's actually, uh, and failure is a really important part of motivation. If you succeed too much at something, it's too easy. You're not actually engaged in the game. You don't want to necessarily play it. It's too easy. Yeah. There is great value in sucking because you're like, man, I'm sick of sucking. Like I'm going to work harder. I'm more motivated. I'm going to, you know. And obviously being jujitsu people, we keep trying. We keep showing up. We're determined people. That's, that's what it takes. That's a, that's a key trait of any successful jujitsu person to go through the journey. But that said, if you want the journey to be better – being clear in the way you think and being able to pay attention is super key. So as much as I do like to watch clips of jujitsu, people rolling, techniques, stuff like that, um, I have found the amount of time I spend on my phone makes my attention worse. I, I get way more distracted. I'm more likely to talk to someone or be like, yo, did you see what that Joey guy said on the Bulletproof podcast? I can't believe it. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll talk about that for a long time. I have said this recently to my partner, I go look at my phone less. Like it's, it's distracting and it makes my brain more distracted. So in terms of my ability to pay attention in jiu-jitsu class, I actually prefer to now not look at my phone too much before class. Right. Because it actually makes me more distracted. 
fries your brain a bit. Yeah, I, I find myself a bit cooked yeah. mentally and then I don't have bandwidth to actually pay attention. Another thing about attention, guys, and, and being mindful is having enough fuel because basically attention requires blood sugar, like your ability. And this is part of the reason why students tend to eat a lot of junk food. If you're sitting there and you're learning, like if you're a student and you're studying all day, it's a lot of blood glucose. You're just burning fuel. It's just brain. It's not physical. But what this can do is you might have felt like, oh, my body feels fine, but I feel fried mentally. Or you've had very stressful meetings or, you know, like uh, emotionally stressful stuff with family. And you get to the end of the day and you think, oh, physically I'm fine, but I'm flat. You know, it's just like beep, flat line. Yeah. Brain's not working. So I think – the other thing is if you, it doesn't matter what time of day you train, whether it be early morning, lunchtime, night class, having enough fuel in the tank also helps you pay attention. And I will comfortably say as someone who hasn't had coffee for almost 10 days now. Brother. Yeah. Round of applause crazy. for people. It's crazy though. It's easier to be focused actually. I used to think caffeine helped me focus, but actually that's not the case. It How just, interesting. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But, uh, I remember I, I first kind of heard that from a, a guy I know. He's a bodybuilder and he was talking about how he likes to train uncaffeinated. He's like, oh, I, I, take, I drink coffee and I use caffeine, mm. part of my supplements. But he said, I, not before training, he said, it. I, I just, I don't focus well. Right. And it was the first time I'd considered, fuck, maybe, maybe I should try that. And yeah, now that when I lift in the mornings, I don't caffeinate beforehand. And it, yeah, I am just <laughs> a bit more relaxed. I think obviously like if I was rolling into a session and I was really tired and underslept, I'm going to take the caffeine. Sure. Because the energy is probably the first thing you need to have. Yes, of course. Potentially then, um, you know, concentration could be considered like a luxury. Sure. On top, that's needed <laughs> yeah, on yeah. top of energy, right? Just to get there, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's very interesting, right? Your potential routine there where you're saying like you would always caffeinate and stuff was actually maybe making it a bit harder for you. I believe so. And now having not had coffee for this kind of extended period of time, um, I'm just going to run it. I'm just going to see what it's like to just lift, train and live my life without caffeine. And it's it's a little bit harder, I'll be honest, because I do get tired now, like I yawn. <laughs> it's, it sounds weird, right? I've got to say there was probably – Like I actually had to sleep last There was night. 10 years where I did, I, I did not yawn. <laughs> <laughs> I did not feel tired other than before I fell asleep. But no, it's just kind of straight. I guess things are harder, like training – I don't have that go-to. You know, I don't have that crutch. Yeah. So it's whatever I can bring mentally to lift the weights or choke the person or whatever, you know. Yeah. But I think it's good. Not that I think Jocko is the best balanced person, but he doesn't take any caffeine. He, he has this uh, hibiscus tea or some something that he drinks because he doesn't want to be reliant on anything. Yeah. He doesn't want any mental crutches. He wants to know that he can get up and do the thing just him. And I think there's, there's a big value in that. That's the way I approach my lifting as well. I don't have weight belts. I don't have straps. You know, maybe a little bit of chalk. Pre-workout? No. Used uh, to? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably last year. Yeah. Probably uh, mid last year, but I kind of cut it out because I didn't, I didn't like the after effect. Yeah. But um, no, in truth, uh, paying more attention. I'm trying to pay more attention not just in jiu-jitsu but to stuff in my life. So my relationships, like – what's going on with my partner, what's going on with my mum and my dad, like trying to listen and like don't load the conversation, just be like, what's going on here? Like what's going on with them? And um, I think not having the caffeine is 
it makes that like way easier for me. I think a lot of fans of the show are like, damn, this is we've this is the end of peak JT. Oh fuck like, off. <laughs> no more no more outlandish claims. Right. Don't worry. No more fucking brutal outbursts. What he's, are you he's not about? caffeinated anymore. That what, time's gone. What are you talking about? Actually, what's surprising is the anger and the hunger has not gone away. <laughs> Actually, they forgot to put avocado in my wrap this morning and JT oh. almost fucking set the cafe on fire. <laughs> they, made, they gave me halloumi and I was like, I didn't order halloumi. Yeah. And then, How you, dare and then you? I was like, oh, there's no avocado in this. And you were like, there's no avocado. Oh. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, and, oh, like bro, don't, don't. <laughs> Let's enjoy breakfast. No. <laughs> but they had even said, hey, Joe, you want to? You're missing out that avocado. They upsold him. They made him pay that. I didn't care where we are. I was about to flip the fucking table and I wasn't even having a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but circling back around, if you're someone who struggles with attention and, and you, 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 know, you go through a whole class and you're like, fuck, what did we learn? I think spending a little bit of time before class just to be like, okay, I've got to get myself in this space, having a little bit of routine, whatever that might be. I do actually remember an old uh, track coach who I used to work with when I was in high school. He used to get peppermint oil. And it's such a strong, like it feels like um, smelling salt. He put peppermint oil on this thing and he'd make us like take a really big <laughs> sniff and you're like, oh my God, it's burning my nostrils. Because you were he so a Russian strength? Was he a Russian coach? No, he wasn't actually. Yeah, peppermint oil. Uh, peppermint oil. Okay. Also, yeah. take these pills. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, it was such a strong effect that you were like, oh my God, that's terrible. And then you were just focused on running. Right. It was like we do this thing and now we focus. Whatever you do, whether it's a drink, a type of music, whatever it might be, doing something routine to get your mind focused on jiu-jitsu will help. Definitely. And even taking a little bit of time to visualize is also very much proven to enhance people's ability to execute a skill, basketball, piano, jiu-jitsu, all of that. And then the paying attention thing in class I think is the biggest thing. That tends to be where my attention gets corrupted. That's when I get distracted is like during class. Yeah, I think for anyone that's training, you know, you're not always going to, like we said before, not every session's always going to be excellent. You can have plenty of shit ones, but the idea with training, and this is jujitsu strength, whatever you're doing, is that you are improving marginally at every session. And so, if you at least have a process that you can go back to that allows you, puts you in the best position to improve at every session, maybe you don't actually nail it at every one, but over a long enough timeline, your trajectory is upwards. That's excellent. If you don't have a process for that and you are just showing it up every session, lifting your weights, doing your stretching, doing jits, whatever, and you there's no real incremental improvement, like it's a bit chaotic, then that's when there's a problem because you'll go for a year, two years longer and you'll be like, fuck, I didn't actually get any better at that thing that I've been putting quite a bit of time into. Yeah, and it's just only really like an extra 2 or 3% which can really leverage it up. And I think having the ability to close the loop at the end of the session goes a long way to being able to not let it ruminate and bounce around in your brain. Solid. Nice. Guys, thank you for tuning in. If you need help with your strength, your mobility, any of that, you can get our app, start training for free, bulletproofforbjj.com. Jump on board. You'll see us there in the community group and we're, we're happy to help you with your training. And in, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, thank you guys. I actually ran into someone the other night at a, at a bar here in Sydney. I was out on a Bucks night. I don't remember his name because I was a few drinks in at the time. <laughs> but um, he was like, hey, man, I watch your show on YouTube. And I was like, oh, you fucking legend. He's from uh, Garage in Wollongong. So shout out, shout out to nice. the crew down there and to Ryan who, who owns that gym. Awesome yes. spot. 
Yeah, it made me realize, fuck, there's actually quite a few people that do enjoy our show on YouTube. It's nice. It was for us, it was always a bit of a like, oh, we'll just throw it onto YouTube. But sure. we kind of perceive this more, or in the beginning we did as just an audio thing. Mm. You're like, no, there's actually people that tune in and watch it. So thank you for watching. We appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure you subscribe to that shit. Click the bell icon. Do all that. <laughs> and uh, for the people who are on the Spotify or the iTunes or whatever, um, please subscribe to the show and give us five-star review. Legends. Thanks, guys. Thanks.